please rise and remove your hats for the national anthem. SFHL Report. God save the Queen, the fascist regime. Guys, gals, non-binary pals, welcome back to your SFHL podcast. I'm your host, VK. we got another stacked episode this week brought to you by our good friends over at Ellerslie Registry. Quick fantasy update. In first place with 17 points, we have a tie between Noel and Japes. Bringing up the rear again is non-gangster Kevin Chan. Very impressive. And quick note from Jovi is a quick shout out to Steambun for getting married. Doesn't score on the ice, but I'm sure he's scoring in Hawaii. Hey! Our panelists this week, we have Sumo. What's up, everybody? We got Manny. Yo. We got Kevin. Hey. Now we had a couple of surprises with the most winningest GM, the most shirtless DM. Now we have the rattiest GM, Japes U. Let's go. How you doing, buddy? Not bad, man. Not bad. Thank you. Thank you for that title. I appreciate it. Hey, man. El Rata, Rat King. Anything we can do, man. So, uh, boys, another week, no trade. What's going on with this, Manny? Uh, yeah, I think everyone's just a little bit uh, gun-shy right now. Everyone's liking what they see. I don't know. We'll see. I think uh, we're going to wait till about week four. I think that's when people start to worry a bit more. There's a couple teams that are pushing up against the cap, but then there's a couple teams that don't really give a shit right now. So I guess we'll see after a couple weeks here. Well, I don't know if you should be liking what you see, buddy, after the last week. Uh, how about you, Jay? Do you have any focus in the fire, talking to other GMs? Like, what's yeah, the I mean, in your way? I mean, there's always conversations no matter what. Um, I think every week it's always like, hey, you know, who are you thinking? What's your plans this week? Do we got something down the line? Um, there's always talks between GMs. It's always something, but sometimes there's trade. Sometimes it's, hey, you want to do this in a couple of weeks? See where we're at. You know, if I keep winning, is it going to be next week or is it going to be in <laughs> in five weeks, right? Who knows? Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, guys, we got to step out for a quick commercial break. We'll be back with you in a minute. Meet Sophia. Hello. And meet Caleb. Hi. They're here today because they are in elite company. Really? That's right. These guys went all of last season without registering a single goal. Wow. That's harsh. Yeah. So while they can't register onto the score sheet, they can register their cars at Ellerslie Registry. They won't tell you you've got no hockey IQ. They won't tell you that your season was a complete bust. And they won't suggest that you quit hockey altogether. I hit a post once. Sure you did, champ. Even if you can't register anything on the ice, you can always register with Ellerslie Registry. Welcome back to the SFHL Report. Looking at our week two recap in game one, we have rigged taking NWO to the woodshed, beating them 10 to 1. 
Simon, what's your take on the game? Yeah, you know what? Uh, it was a good statement game from Rigged. All lines were going. NWO had an off game that night, according to their GM. But yeah, it was, it was definitely Rigged making their mark on the season. 10-1, nothing else needed to say. Well, we actually have their GM in here in Manny. So uh, Manny, what's your take on the game? I think it was just a, a night where everything went wrong. The lines weren't going mm-hmm. because a couple people were mm-hmm. late. Sam had a had a broke uh, flat tire. Mm-hmm. Mo- Moma came in late, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I think our our forwards, our skaters played well. Um, just we didn't get the lines going. The combinations weren't working, and Zach. It just seemed like everything was flying by him. So he had a really off night. So obviously that led to the big loss there. Classic GM move: bus chucking his goalie. All right. Uh, Kevin, my question for you is uh, what was going on with Noel socks? One black sock, one white sock. Who is this? Who does this guy think he is? Mitch? <laughs> Pretty much pre-season, uh, actually pre-game. I asked him, I was like, why do you have mismatched socks? He's like, oh, he couldn't decide. That was literally it. Right, so <laughs> the big thing that I noticed, I'm going to throw this to Japes, is Rig scores 10 goals. They have 13 players show up at the game. Mm-hmm. They have five players with zero points. How does that happen in a game when you put up a 10 spot? I don't know. Was uh, the, Did the goalie get a point? I feel like everyone got a point that game. Um, it was bad. Like Looking at it, it was bad. Um, when Ant scores two on you, I'm blowing up my whole team. It was nice to see Ant score a couple of Genos, I got to say. But you're not wrong. It was a bit of a weird game. Well, it was I... bad, but like... Manny's making an excuse like Momo and Sam Wong was missing like the first half. Like it's it's Momo and Sam Wong. It's not like Dre or uh, you know their top scorers. There, it's, you know I don't get and it. it. And you don't know like... anyone else on the team, do you? <laughs> what do you What do you guys think NWO <laughs> needs to do to get back into the win column? I mean, this was this was like like a clear crushing game from Rigged. Whether GM Manny wants to admit it or not, Rigged didn't even have Jordan there. And, their and, only and, goal was a turnover in the high slot. They couldn't even generate any offense of their own. It took an assist. Yeah. So NWO has three goals in two games. Manny, do you feel like you need to make any changes? Do you need some offense? I mean, it's got to suck going into a bye week uh, after this type of loss. I'm going to say, play. yeah, there, I mean, there's, there's been talks, but uh, I didn't want to make any moves because um, I was on bye. I didn't want to put people in the bye position, especially those that were already had a bye. But to be fair, I think we did have a fairly decent game. We, we got pucks past the goalie, just didn't get past the post a couple of times there. So it could have been easily like 10-4, 10-5, right? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to blow the whole thing up right now. I, I think uh, there's still potential in this team. And I'm, I'm willing to wait and see what happens in the next game. I'm only one in one guys. I'm not like, it's not mid season and I'm like dying here. So I'm willing to wait. Yeah, and see what I have. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I cannot remember a, that wide of a victory for rigged or, or anyone like, um, you know, Simon was saying last week on the pod two one, you know, I can't remember two one. I can't remember 10 one. Like, I mean, most of the games, you know, three goals, four goals max. But man, nine goal swing—that's that's crazy, man. Is hey, I mean, if you if you watch again, you, you saw it, exactly what happened. I think it, like it wasn't one thing that went wrong. There was a lot of things that went wrong, and I, I think that this team team has more potential than what we showed that night. So, I mean, we'll see. I might make a couple fixes here and there, but it's not. Hey, let's blow this up. It's let's sink a ship, and it's we're one and one. It's early in the season. I don't think NWO is by any means a bad team. If you look at their roster chart, they're actually built pretty well. They got a lot of speed. They got a solid decor that they might not be the strongest in the league, but they're well-balanced and they can handle their own. 
maybe we're not giving enough respect to Rigged. Maybe Rigged is pretty good. Rigged looked pretty good. They had three lines like nonstop come and tack, and they were missing their best player, the best player in the league. And then they still put a defense out. So we'll see how GM Anthony handles this going forward. You know, like if he's putting up 10 goals every game, this this team is going to disintegrate fast. We're, we're on the pod with the former GM and two current GMs here, and everybody knows that you can't go 16-0 and 0 to the balance between winning games, losing games, and then having a team that is hot going into the playoffs. So we'll see what happens, but I think the next game is going to be critical for NWO, especially after coming off a loss like this. But uh, I'm curious to see if Manny's going to do any trades before week, going into week four. Maybe just to boost a little offense, get a change up, send a message. We know these are all potential things that happen in the future. I actually predict there, that there will be a trade going into next week between, yeah, we'll see what happens there. We'll get to that Between later. who? Between who? <laughs> you know what? Rigged is facing, rigged is facing. Set it book. out. So rigged is facing book this week. So both teams are, you know, if, if book wins, they're going to have about 10 million cap space left. If rigged wins, they're they're probably going to be at 16. And Anthony definitely likes to to choke on everything. I'm sorry. Um, that's not a good word to use. <laughs> Anthony likes to be. Uh, <laughs> Anthony likes to be a little bit proactive when it comes to trades, especially after getting called the sandbagger for five months last year. So we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I will, I will say that it was fun watching uh, Rig try to set up uh, Rodney for a goal there. There was a couple of chances where he had uh, a wide open chance, but uh, he just whiffed on it. I don't know if he was just like winding up like way too high or just, you know, it looked like he, he had some time to dust it off, but he was like trying to plow that puck through the net. I yeah, think that he was, was pretty fun to watch. distracted because he was uh, you not know, used to seeing the puck. No, my poor guy was staring at the Grand Canyon the whole game. You know, that was a rough go for Rod, man. <laughs> And uh, Sumo, just to backtrack a bit to what you said, you're talking about missing the best player in the league in Jordan Leach. Find it interesting. Best player in the league, but wasn't the best D-man last year, apparently. So uh, that's a pretty hot take from you. But, uh, you know, moving on to game two. Moving on to game two. uh, (laughs) We have BKK putting up another six spot, this time over Death Row. Guys, I got to ask, Kevin, maybe we'll start for you. Is BKK nasty? That offense is scary. Like, you got big guys and, like, if you're, you're a D-man, you're probably crapping your pants when you see Burroughs, Gagne, Kurt coming after you. Imagine those three in a cycle. Like, you are, you're going to get wound down before your shift's even over. You're going to be tired. So, like, I got to say, that's pretty nasty. And, you know, getting Han Yi back back there, he had three points last game, and he's looking great. Like, he's he's a presence. Like, the SFHL definitely missed a player of that caliber, for sure. How about you, Sumo? Is BKK nasty? They are. I'll definitely give their forward core props. In my opinion, the best forward core in SFHL right now, going mm-hmm. forward. Their their forward group is nasty. I mean, if they've, they've had two matches, first game against Tank Hockey, Tank. six three, yep, six three, yeah. Tank Hockey didn't have all their defense there. It was just prime for Book to shred. You know, as as soon as like Book Hockey has some bullies for forwards that they, like if your decor isn't up there, they will bully your ass and they will beat you like you're a four year old baby. I don't even know where that comes from. Six-year-old baby. I don't really care. (laughs) Whatever. They'll just beat your ass. Okay. And same thing with death. (laughs) So death row this week was, was missing Jason too. They were missing their number one D man in on gangster, you know, for the second week in a row, Lewis hasn't called in subs. I'm not sure if Lewis is doing some sandbagging right now or doesn't care, or he's still riding high off the championship, but he clearly knew he needed help. And he, he, no, no disrespect to Brian Lee. But that's who he got to replace non-gangster on, on his decor. So Book has, I wouldn't say, had two easy opponents with easy de- defense for them to shred through. 
but book took it to them this week and all, all the props to them and book has been playing a team solid game with norris winner potential norris winner japes you who calls himself the tyson berry of the sfhl oh, no, please Darnell. please the two, oh shoot he's done i'm i'm darnell yeah man oh, hansi uh Honda Tyson Berry. Honda Tyson Berry, the uh, silver spoon of the uh, the uh, SFHL. So before we get to you, James, because I definitely am interested in in uh, hearing your take on your team, Manny. I'm going to ask you the same question as asked the other two guys: Is BKK nasty? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, they look fantastic. Their their primary scoring. They've got Burrows. I mean, what about that Burroughs and Gagne combination? That's just nasty. That You put those two together, then magic always happens. And then the It other is sec- pretty easy to score when you're offside, but carry on. Oh, yeah, there was a couple offsides, but we will mention that. And then you have, like, Kabarov. You've got Cody. I mean, the secondary attack is great as well. So, yeah, I mean, the four depth is fantastic. They're going to put up a lot of points for sure. All right, Japes, it's only fair I ask you, too. I think I already know your answer. Is BKK nasty? Of course, of course. I mean, Simon is making excuses for death row, not calling in subs, but I guess, you know, we were missing Curtis and Timo. So, you know, we were still Fair. missing. And- yeah, we we're still missing those two guys. And, you know, we still put up six. And yeah, yeah, it was a fun game for us. Six on heavy. And you do still have to make the most of your opportunities, right? Because, I mean, over the last four years, there's definitely been games where the team is ripe for the picking and their opponent just doesn't capitalize. So, I mean, it literally kills me inside to say it, but guys, I think BKK is nasty. I mean, they've made the most of their opportunities the first two games, uh, but I, I do also think that they've put themselves in the situation, especially if they continue to score at the rate that they're scoring at, that uh, I think James might be the first guy who has to trade someone he doesn't want to trade. It's true. It's yeah. very true. Yeah. Probably one of the first times I've been GM, um, I really like my team, like top to bottom. I don't want to trade anyone. There's always, a, you know, a guy you want that to trade, someone, you know, you, you know, you can't get rid of. But honestly, like I'm looking at this team top to bottom. I want to keep this team, but I, I know I can't. I, I just As know I someone can't. who's played for you for two seasons, I feel like I've heard this story a few times, like every <laughs> year. So what makes this year any different than the other two years? He hasn't lost yet. Once his weight I haven't lost, I haven't lost yet. Yeah. And I haven't lost 10-1. Or I thought year one was a four a four and zero start though, or something along the lines for you. Yeah, um, it was. But something then he that, lost, and everything. And changed. then, uh, yeah, I think Jordan was getting up there, um, and then I had to start trading. Um, so maybe I'm going back to year one where you know I start off hot and fizzle off, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. That was well, his rookie season as a GM, though. I th- I'm definitely sure Japes has evolved since then. We hope. We hope he's learned <laughs> something. A little bit. No bit. You know, I still draft no defense, but hey, it's working out. Yeah. I mean, you want to bank those wins early, right? That's yeah. that's important. So what's 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 everyone think Lewis is gonna do here? Like he's he's 0-2. This is the first time in all four seasons of SFHL he's been under 500. He's never had a losing record wow. before. I don't know if he, he just doesn't care this season. What do you guys think? What do you think he's gonna do? Like Manny, you have any opinions? Yeah, I mean he he's gotta make some moves, obviously. Um, like uh, you weren't wrong in your prediction that he was probably gonna be the worst team. And it's coming true right now because it's not really looking good. If they're only putting up one goal a game, they're gonna be in trouble. Mm-hmm. But they they do have the talent, they have some people that he could move and get some some good talent back. So we'll see. But yeah, I think right now Lewis should be desperate for a trade. So one of the things that stood out to me like the first three years is at times, various times throughout the season, Lewis does have the best team. And I feel that he, apart from year three, obviously, definitely year one, his team just peaked at the wrong time. 
So is this some creative strategy, aka sandbagging from Lou, or is his team actually just as bad? And does he actually just have to make some moves, James? Yeah, I think Lou is probably one of the emotionalist GMs, as in he doesn't want to do any trades because he likes his teams. I feel like he mm-hmm. likes everyone on his team right now, and he just wants to keep it together. But I think two goals in two games, you got to make a change, man. Um, I know you're missing K-Chan. That's maybe one or two goals a game, you know, but you're still losing these games. We, we've had some talks. Okay, We're kind of on okay. the same page for things. like Anything that you want to mention on the pod? Um, spit it out. Obviously, no. we want. Yeah, no, no, no. Like I've asked about KJ. <laughs> I've asked about D. Like I've asked about D. I've asked about their forwards, but classic. I'm not James willing about that D. I'm not always. I'm not. I'm not really willing in the position right now to give more than that. I, I think there's. I think there's two players that Lewis is really married to for the season, and it's going to be non-gangster, and it's going to be Rayta. I think there's a very slim chance that Lewis moves moves those two during the season. I I even think. The, the possible third one might be heavy. But that being said, with heavy as attendance, I think he can be obtainable. But we all know how hard defense is to trade for in this league. But I definitely think Lewis would swap forward for forwards. I, I can tell you, I sense that Lewis is... It's tough because if you talk about the sandbagging and peaking at the right time and peaking at the wrong time, we look at the, what the Man Rocket strategy was for the last two seasons and it hasn't really worked out for them. So <laughs> if you if you take the strategy, like there is that risk. Like I by far don't think Rob had the worst team last year, but it comes to that one game. And if you lose, it doesn't matter what your team is. Anyone's good enough to beat any team on, on any night in this league here. So, I mean, if he is doing that, it's, it's a risky, ballsy move to do. That being said, VTech started off like, 0 and 2 or 0 and 3 starting in season two. And they ended up, they got really hot starting in January. Every game felt like a playoff game after that. And they, they ended up winning. They had some luck along the way. Okay. They can admit that. But hey, there's no guaranteed strategy that will get you the cup. So if he is sandbagging, I don't know if this is such a good idea, Lou. And, and it's not just because I enjoy seeing you lose, because I do, because you are my mortal enemy that I love the most. <laughs> but uh, and I will gladly watch you get destroyed every Saturday. But I don't know if this is the best way to go about it. And it's very unlike Lewis to be acting like this. So that being said, they win this weekend. Everything's all gravy. It's only week three, guys, that we're heading into. So, I mean. It's like that cliche guy from like Twitter that's like, you can't win the playoffs in the first month or something, but you can be out of it. Classic Oilers media. And with that, guys, we're going to step away for our next commercial break. We'll be back with you soon. What makes the Popeye's chicken sandwich the sandwich? Freshly hand-battered chicken, crunchy pickles, creamy mayo, and buttery brioche buns. The only thing better than how it sounds is how it tastes. Love that chicken from Popeye's. We on a drive loop then to see ride loop then. Who gon' slide, who's in? Welcome back. We're going to move on next to our week three preview. Game one, we have Death Row facing off against Tank Hockey. Kevin, how do you think it's going to go down? This is going to be a big game for Death Row. I mean, obviously they are coming off, you know, they're coming off championship high, but right now they're 0-2. They have to do something. They have to get a win because, you know, if they're going 0-3 to start the season, there is pretty big potential to not really make it that much farther. Blue's got a lot of pieces from the first year. 
or not from the first year, from the championships rather that he's carrying over. And, you know, maybe some of those guys are still hung over, right? Party too hard with the cup, eat too much out of the cup, right? There's a lot left to go. Tank hockey. That's a team that, you know what, right now, I don't know super well off the top of my back. You know, it's maybe you try watching the game, but all you're hearing is just heavy breathing instead of where the puck's going. Yeah, that's pretty much all I've got for that one there. Uh, well, uh, looking at the up. lineups, uh, I understand we got a few players missing. Sumo, what are the lineups looking like? Yeah, so from death row, I got uh, K-Chan, Steam Bun, who are missing. They are off in Steam Bun, uh, off for Steam Bun's wedding in Hawaii. Congrats, off in Steam, Steam Bun. Bun? Okay, how about for yeah, Tank? Yeah, off in this, yeah. yeah. And K- sorry, Kevin Durr is also missing for death row. And Tank Hockey is going to be missing Sherm, and Garv is still on LTIR. We'll see how both teams do there. I'm, I'm interested yeah, to see. Garf. Yeah, Sherman and Garf, sorry. I'm curious to see how Tank Hockey is going to do here. Tank Hockey's got to be super hungry after losing the game the way they did during week one. I think they're going to be hungry. I think they're going to have a lot of players that come on fly. And uh, yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Death Row is going to be hungry too. But yeah, so we'll, we'll see if any of those players could attend any soccer games this week. I know like they potentially could have lost because four of them were super hungover. All right. Shout out to all the boys that uh, went to the FIFA World Cup qualifying game versus Costa Rica. Hopefully this week before game, you, no one's going to be barfing on themselves, throwing up in their cars, forcing their friends to clean out the interior of their cars with hoses and stuff like that. But I'm really excited for this match. I, I, I think if Rusty shows up and Vinny can play a decent game, Tank Hockey's going to have it tough. And I'm, I'm not sure how they're going to look if they're going to go into goes 0 and 3. So in a way, and I think for week three in both games, obviously we'll cover the second game momentarily, but I think the stars have kind of aligned in that in game one, you have these two super hungry teams, both of them looking for wins. Manny, who do you think is going to come out on top? Who's hungrier? Is Frank hungrier or is Lewis hungrier? I I think Frank is always hungry. So um, Mm -hmm. after he eats, uh, I'm not too sure what he's going to have left for the game, but you know, him, him being a new GM like myself, I, I think he's going to be probably a little bit extra pumped. Uh, he's going to put some uh, extra effort into his cheer this week, try to get everyone on board for that cheer. But he's got a lot of firepower. I think that would put him over the edge for me. I think Tank is going to pull it off here and leave DHC with the 0-3 record. Bold take. How about you, Japes? Who do you got coming out on top? It's tough. Like I see I see Tank winning this one. But okay. But on a big but, if Death Row comes the out biggest strong. But. Yeah, Death, <laughs> Death Row comes out strong gets one or two on. I want to see how GM Frank communicates with his team and any adjustments that he makes, anything like that, or he's just going to roll over and, um, you know, just let his team kind of just play it through. That's what I want to see going into this game. So, I mean, if Tank scores the first goal and, you know, they start well, then he doesn't have to make any adjustments, then, you know, I can see them winning. But I think they get behind early. I don't know if he's going to make any adjustments or smart enough to make any adjustments to his team to get the win. Kev, how about you? Who you got? Honestly, I'm like I'm liking Tank as well. It's pretty unanimous. Uh, they've got big size. Like you take a look at their forward core. You've got Kearney. You've got uh, well, if you're ignoring Casper Chow, uh, they've got size. You know, Kearney, Rusty, Frankie, uh, even Jimbo is like not the smallest guy either. They're big and fast. Like if everybody shows up, like they've got the firepower to match their D. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, it's I have no complaints about that either. Like. Yeah, I know somebody was somewhat slighting Brian Lee, but he's pretty solid. Um, you know, when Garvin, Garvin's not going to be a factor for this game. If he was, that would be a huge factor that would even, t- for me, would tip the, the scales even more for Tank. But, you know, they've got 
the resident Norse Trophy winner, Casper Chow, on the back end too. And that's going to mean a bit. And, you know, as a new GM, his first season, I'm pretty sure he's on probation, according to what I've heard. He needs to win, right? He's, he's extra hungry because he knows he has to perform. Otherwise, it's his head on the line. I'm kind of interested in seeing what Johnny Tran could bring because he was drafted in the first round. He didn't have a fantastic game last game. He grabbed he the puck and threw apart it. from throwing the puck. Exactly. So I'm hoping he steps up because I know he's a great player. And if he factors in, then for sure, Tank is going to run away with this. Is he going to be playing forward or is he going to be playing D? I feel like, I feel like that's going to be a big change. Like If he plays forward, I think they'll do a lot better. I don't think he's the right fit on D. Um, not that I'm saying he's like a bad defenseman or anything, but I feel like he'll be a better forward. I did have pre-draft chats with him, you know, say, hey, would you be able to play D if I draft? And you said, you know, I'm, I'm better as a forward. And it was a straight up honest conversation. But I think the way that the draft went, all the D went on one team and we kind of put those, some guys in that position. But we'll see, man. If he, can, if he can somehow play forward, I'd be excited to see that instead of him back there on D. I think he's there out of necessity right now. I think Frank is waiting for Garvin to get back. And if Garvin's back and healthy, then we could see Johnny Tren in his uh, natural habitat. If you guys remember the, the first podcast where I came on for the season, I had Tanker Hockey actually rated really high. I actually potentially had mm-hmm. them as the best team in the league. And even when I look at the rosters going into this week, I'm looking down Tank's roster and I'm looking down Death Row's roster. And I like Tank Hockey's roster better. I think they are a whole bunch of highly skilled players, but I feel like a lot of them are highly skilled individual players. And Frank being a new GM, does he have that leadership quality to bring them all together and get them to buy into a team system? After looking at their week one game, they were dominating first. I think prior to, to the penalty gallery that they all took, they were up three, three, one, three, nothing. I'm not I'm, I'm sure. Like they were up three, one. and they were yeah. three, one and they were dominating. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then when something goes wrong, it takes a leader to speak up on the bench and, and, and bring that team together and just say, Hey guys, let's stop fucking around. I'm not sure Very if Frank has that leadership quality yet. I hope he does. It takes some time to learn. It definitely took some time for me to learn that. But I have Tank Hockey beating Death Row this week, unless something like that happens, where I find Lewis will be a little bit more vocal of a leader. He'll organize his troops and come together. And they will definitely, they have a puncher's chance of, of getting back in the game because Tank Hockey, I haven't seen that leadership from them yet. Now, that being said, this is Tank Hockey's second game, so we'll see how it goes. That's kind of my breakdown of the roster there. It's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a high. Both these teams are super fast. They have players that can skate for the most part, except for some trash players, as maybe Japes would call them. But we'll, we'll see. Oh. So Sumo once again pointing out how much he hates Death Row and wants Lewis to lose. So looking at uh, game two for the night, we have BKK going up against Rigged. Somebody's O has got to go. Uh, maybe we'll end with Japes since it's his team. Manny, who you got game two? Um, just comparing the two rosters, I think the firepower of Book is going to overwhelm, to be honest. Um, if Jordan Leach shows up and somehow makes his presence felt, I think it could be a good closer game. But I just think Book's offense is just going to be too strong right now. Um, Rigged has a lot of good defensive players, but... Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's going to be a high scoring game. I, I, I'm going to predict that, but I'm going to give it to, to book. Sumo lineup notes. Probably should have started with that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't have any inside information on, on Jordan's status yet. I know Johnny is not going to be available. 
Um, and for rigged, I believe they are missing uh, Burroughs and they are missing Rob. So we'll BKK? see. Oh, sorry, BKK. Yeah, call, call us rigged again, man. Yeah, well, I wish us, I knew that us, before. Call us rigged again, man. <laughs> So yeah, sorry. BKK is missing. I'm just so used to you being on Ant's team and me not being. Yeah, so sorry. Uh, Burroughs is missing and apparently they are going snowboarding together. They're taking a little AGM retreat because they've had two weeks with Japes and they're sick of them. So they're just like, peace. We need some time away from you if you want to keep this team together. Who's going to be the Little Spoon, Sumo? I heard they were going to share a board. So who's, who's Big Spoon? Who's Little Spoon? Uh, we know Rob is Rob's always a little spoon. He's he's the best looking out of the two, but he's so tiny and Kelly and cute, man. Burroughs is just gonna play some death metal virgin cut your head off band or something like that. And he's he's gonna snuggle. He's gonna snuggle. All right, Big Kevin, polar bear. Got game two. <laughs> I was just thinking it was like just death metal hate snuggling. Uh that sounds like a good time. Wait, uh, honestly, great segue so this, for you, man. <laughs> this is a the battle of all offense versus all defense. But now that we're given the lineup notes, we know we're missing two big pieces of that book offense. You've got Bradley Burroughs with six points in two games. You've got Rob Mella with three in two games. So that's a big piece. I mean, they still have like some key offensive pieces left with Hongi, James Yu himself, Cody Wild, like Timo. Like they're all very, very, very good forwards. So, like, the, my, the main question is, is whether they can hold up the storm, right? For Riggs, I mean, we all know that they've got a great defense and pretty much half their forwards or if not all of them are defense too. You know, it depends on if they can weather that storm regardless because that's the thing about book hockey. Even with them missing two key pieces, it's still going to be wave after wave of offense coming along and you just have to wet, like, that's the key thing. Whoever can outstorm and whether they can hang on to the storm. Like it's, I'm going to agree, it's going to be a high scoring match and it can go either way. I forgot to mention too that Zach Barry is going to be subbing in for Book Hockey this weekend. That we're not sure yet. Oh, oh we're no. not sure. Yet. Oh, we're not sure. It's a game we're time not sure decision. Sorry, game time decision. And My Zach will not James, be. James might Zach, not want Zach, apparently. Zach will not be there uh, regardless. So I might need a sub, but. Um, I'm there going go. to have to go fire my source. Sorry about that, fellas. <laughs> Your source is me. He can't fire me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. Uh, you know what's funny is everyone keeps on saying that rigged is is a, is a totally defensive team, but I don't see it that way. Like they put up a ten. Forty percent of your players had no points in a game that you put up ten <laughs> goals, bro. Right. Okay. Excluding your goalie. Yeah. Okay. Well, so regardless. It's not that it's not that in my opinion, rigged has the team with the most defender. They have the team with the most players that can play both forward and defense and, and change it up. So I mean putting up 10 isn't the easiest thing to do in SFHL, but they are definitely capable of offense. I mean, they have players like Eric Ta and Noel and Johnny and Phil that are beasts. Anthony put two goals out of nowhere. They're they're getting best out of their bottom end players too. But we'll see. We'll see. I'm I'm curious to see how it goes. I think it's going to be a high intensity fun game. I don't think it's going to be close to two one. I th- I think we're looking at least like a six five game here. Oh please. Um, <laughs> we'll see who shows up this uh, this Saturday. It's it's so a late James, night. It's a prime time game. Obviously, missing Burroughs, you know what you're missing out on. Like Kevin pointed out, six points in two games. But you're missing Rob, who's one of, what, two defensemen on your team. What impact does that have on and off the ice for you guys? 
Well, apparently with Burroughs out, no Gagne. You know, he's useless without without Burroughs. So might as well scrap mm-hmm. that line. Uh, but yeah, with Rob, I mean, he's solid back there. I don't know how he scores, but like he scores on D. And it's it's crazy. Yeah? We're, we're not the flashiest of names back there. Like we're not a Jordan Leach or anything like that. But I think we get the job done. I feel like we played really well. Han and I, uh, best pair SFHL history. You know, my boyfriend and I, um, you know, I think we've been playing well. I think we have good chemistry out there. We talk a lot on the bench, on the ice. And um, yeah, I think uh, I think we're a little underrated as a group, a deep pair. So. Is it a conversation or is it just you talking at Han? I'm kind of just staring at him. Like, why are you so pretty? And yeah, then... I mean, that's, uh, that's, that's fair. It's a fair question yeah. to ask. Yeah. And then, yeah, you know, we just kind of kind of do it on the ice. You know, I wish we did it more somewhere else, but let's, uh, let's skip that part. <laughs> Boys, anything else to add for week three matchups? Dave, so you got 14 million left, Ben. You, you stressing at all? You, you got any plans in the works? I know you've been talking to, uh, I know you've been talking to some GMs. I know you've been you having know. some, I know from my GM days that you, you started having conversations with people right after the draft. You're, you're probably like, Hey, in three weeks when I'm two and old, do you want uh, this guy? I think we were I'm already talking much, the draft for there. Yeah. I'm pretty much as soon as that does, does the stats, see where everyone's at. And I'm messaging everyone right away. Like, Hey, what are you doing? Like Maddie, like I pretty much messaged you right away. He's like, Hey, you know, are you doing anything this week? Said no on the bye, but um, you know, we spoke. I spoke to Simon this week. I think I spoke to to I'm not the GM, Ant- bro. Well, no, I messaged Anthony. Okay. He didn't message me for the like an hour, GM. so I messaged you. I have Anthony and then um who else? I messaged Frank, you know. Um, I feel like Frank and Manny are in the same boat where they want to be patient with their team and see where they're at. I don't know what Lewis is doing this year, to be honest. I, I honestly don't. Scoring two goals in two games. That would scare me. Even though, like I said, you're missing your your top D-men, let's say, right? But, I mean, their forwards aren't getting it done. And, I mean, it is what it is. Get something done, Lou. I, had, I heard a rumor that Han is going to be potentially available. I mean, he's he's currently at $5 million. Any comments on that? Any, any, I mean, uh... he knows. He knows. I think um, yeah. I think our separation. He knows he's a classy B? No, I think our separation paper is in the works. You know, I think we're not divorced yet, but I feel like, um, you know, you got to separate You're separated. We're separated, but still together, you know, still living in the same house, kind of figuring out um, who's living in the house, who's uh, who's leaving. But, you know, I'm going to try and write it out as, as long as I can. But I also, I also want to get in a situation where, you know, Han gets a 10 million and I'm getting absolutely nothing for him back because, you know, the salary is going to be 7 million at the end of it. Right. So. I've got Signal downloaded FYI and installed. It sounds like an episode of Waiting to Exhale or some shit like that from that Whitney Houston movie, man. I know. But if I do ship him somewhere, it'll probably be, you know, somewhere good not like uh like a i don't know i don't want you think, i don't want i don't want to name names right do you now. think the fact that he only has signal and not whatsapp is going to prohibit him from any trades oh, it's amazing every uh every signal <laughs> notification i get is uh is just on so it's like every time i see that little icon it's like oh it's my boyfriend you know so i mean it's, it's kind of cute uh, but i don't know man like it's i've never been in this position where i have to take a loss on a trade to be honest <laughs> so we'll see um that's surprising because we'll you've taken so many losses on trades. Okay, well, which one? No, oh, which one? Which oh. one? Ray Ty and Javier from last year? That was a clear loss for you. Um, The way I looked at that was I am getting Camfu, which he left 
a week later. Where's he now? Yeah. Where's he now? We found out a week later. Right. Um, No, but like I was, my plan was to keep camp food for the next year. So, you know, keep her value and Raytel wants these. So I let let him free, but I feel like Ray for Ray wasn't, that's not a bad trade. I just let Ray go. I don't know. What else? I think that was, I think that was the trade that helped death row win the cup. No, the trade that helped death row win the cup was Anthony bailing his ass out. And anyone can that's, call me out true. on it. That's anyone true. call that me out true. on it. But I traded but I Mitch. It's always no, more I, than one trade. It's always more no, than one trade. I traded Mitch to death row knowing he still had to make another trade. Because right. uh, I think I traded him Mitch like six weeks left. And then I'm like, hey, he's going to have to make another trade because he's going to win game or two. He's still going to be over. And then Anthony, his stupid ass, bailed him out. Because like The three for three undesirables trade. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, he's going to have to get rid of one of his demons. If yeah. any of these GMs stay pat and say, nope, I'm not trading any of these people. I'm not going to trade Lewis. He's going to have to trade a D-bet. And look what Anthony did. And he lost I the agree. finals for it. But but it's it's a whole bunch of pieces that add up, add up together, right? Okay, and, but and the least... biggest one, the biggest one was Anthony, not. That was that was the icing on the cake. I wouldn't say that was the biggest one. I actually think Javier and Rita was, was the biggest one. The reason why I say that is because looking at Camfu's salary at the time of the trade, he was going to have to trade Camfu anyways. You didn't have to include Rita in that trade. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm good golf buddies with Lewis, my death row rival, even though we clearly hate each other. He has stated many times that that was his trade of the year. Well, yeah, I'd agree. But I feel like that was a fair trade. Trade because when I got traded Mitch, what did I get? Timo? Well, because I traded, how did I get Timo? Didn't I get Timo back somehow? Anyway, anyways, anyways. hindsight is hindsight is twenty twenty, guys. So yeah. um, I think we should focus yeah, back on to onto this. I, I wanted to quickly mention, like, I was pretty impressed with rookie Johnny Chang. I think he could have been drafted way higher than where he was. Um, there was comparisons to Timo, but I think they're different players. I don't think he's a Timo. He's a he's a different player. He's a, he's Johnny Chang, and well, I'll just leave it at that. I think he was great. I agree. Johnny Johnny skating Johnny Timo? Chang. That's a yeah, hot just many. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, even during back during the mock draft, I took him quite a bit higher, and you know, people who didn't know him was like, "What?" I'm like, I think it was a solid choice because he's. You know he's he's fast. He's really fast. He's got that shot. Like he 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 can hurt guys with this wrist shot. Uh, I'm not saying it's a Jordan Lee shot where it'll literally break your equipment, but it's a good shot. And combine that with good speed, you've got a really good player there. I think I part of the issue there, Kevin, is you also took yourself in the first round. And maybe <laughs> that's why people weren't taking your uh, your take too seriously. But uh, Japes, sorry for interrupting. You were saying? Oh, no worries. I heard I heard he has Eddie saying uh, attendance, so we'll uh, we'll see how that factors in. Hey, Eddie Sang's going to be here this. Okay, so Eddie Sang's going to be here this this Saturday. So that's two for two. That's a hundred percent. Let's. I, yeah, I but he always starts idea. off like that, and then I know. and then sorry, back to Kevin being picked from picking himself. Kevin was solid game one. I know it's his first year as as a goalie. I, uh, I, I said last week on the party, I think he is a pretty decent goalie. I think he's an emotional player. I think he has the ability to be one of the top goalies in this league. We'll see how that works out. One I might think he... say one of the top five goalies in the league, but carry Ooh, on. Oh, yeah, top five. You know what, what? What I'm curious to see about Kevin is if he can handle the emotions. If he has a bad game, can he move past it? But so far, so good. I wouldn't say first round material yet. I think he's got to earn that still, but we'll see. I, I definitely think picking Kevin was a good choice. Interested in seeing how Kevin does with more than five shots, but uh, all right, Jape, sorry. Yeah, no, no, sorry again. Um, can I speak about my rookie and Chris Donato and how impressed I am with him? Absolutely, absolutely. 
I fucking love Chris. Like Chris is one of those guys you want on your team, to be honest. I have never seen him play in my life, but I know the kind of guy he is off the ice. And that's the kind of guy I wanted in the room. And I was quite surprised because I heard, you know, he's, he's a new, he's a, he's a discovery uh, graduate. Right. So those guys are never, um, never, I don't want to say the he's best. Not perfect, really. It's not, not the best, but I mean, he's impressed me. You know, the crowd was on the side. He had a sick shot. I don't know. Like, that was one of the hardest shots I've seen by anyone. And it only gets harder, James. Oh, my God. If that would have went in, I think the place would have exploded. Yeah, I mean, skating with, with Chris over the past three years, I've seen him grow leaps and bounds. And given an opportunity, if he's in the right place and he unleashes that shot, that's in the back of the net. Like, 100%. He's got a, a lethal, lethal shot. I would hate to be in front of that. I want to give big ups to him. I mean, like, even in his podcast uh advertisement he's like it's a league i'll probably never play it and like look at him now like look where he is he's in the league he's doing fantastic like you gotta be happy for the guy for sure that concludes our week three preview and this week's episode big thanks as always to the man with the plan Caleb. you thanks, know what uh, i wanted to it. call out i wanted to call out frank the thing that ticked me off the most about what you guys' podcast and it's still ticking me off is when frank or you guys said did Tank lose this game or did Book win this game? We won that game because, as I said earlier, going gets tough and we got one goal or one goal in. At halftime, I made adjustments to our line and that was the reason why we won that game. Not because mm-hmm. Tank lost the game, it's because we made adjustments as a team. I'm sure the 12 minutes of power play time also didn't help though. Yeah, but they were like... all legit. <laughs> Okay, with Johnny catching the puck, taking Johnny catches the puck and taking ten strides is not a penalty. And then Frank, because he can't count, was fucking spent forty seconds on the ice. Those weren't legit penalties. Well, I'm just saying, you guys, if you guys want to call someone out, don't call my team losing because I do make adjustments. What else? What else am I rambling? Um, you guys are acting like Burroughs wasn't there, but Timbo and Curtis, one full line as well, and they were not there last year. Oh.